welcome once again to the Well Read Podcast. Oh, I'm your host, Reiki Bennett. I'm just scooching myself closer to a microphone. There we are. And with me today is our special guest, Jenny. Hello. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> we are delayed this uh, this month because of lockdown. It uh, We had a, a little mini circuit breaker lockdown on the Isle of Man, but we are now back up and open and uh, we'd like to, you know, mentioned that this is what you do when your borders close and you have the ability to you know shuttle your businesses for three weeks and come back and we're more or less back to normal now i don't want to rub anyone's faces in it i mean i like to think that we just felt a bit left out because everyone else was having lockdown so we were like let's have a little one yeah just a little lockdown you know i just like um you know i, I i'm bored of going back to work now oh. i feel like i should stay at home <laughs> and try doing some homeschooling again. <laughs> wonderful well, wonderful it's just what i want from life <laughs> but we did manage to have a book club meeting over we zoom did. we had so. a zoom book club meeting which was fun we got to see the interior of everyone's houses and all their cats it was great. I fully enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, so today we are talking about uh, the book Women Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given. This was our book club read. Uh, we read it in... This, no, January? Was it our January read? Yes, it was our January book club. Yes. Uh, time has no meaning now. We <laughs> have no I mean, we would have recorded this earlier, but we genuinely couldn't work out how to record things on Zoom. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way of doing it. Tell you what, let's wait until after the pandemic to record. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a, a good idea. No, no more attempting to use Zoom is complicated. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, yeah, while we're here, we'd also like to give a, a shout out to uh, all of our American listeners. We do appear to have quite a large audience <laughs> in America. And I'd like to give a particularly sh shout out to any Republicans who have tuned into this, believing this to be the other well-read podcast. <laughs> Apparently, there's another one <laughs> with the same name. I'm thinking that maybe we ought to uh, rebrand. Oh, but, but maybe they're finding a new love of feminist books. Yes, I mean, we are reaching new audiences. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome. Well, Welcome, Welcome, our new Republican friends. It's lovely to see you. I hope you enjoy us drinking <laughs> wine and talking about <laughs> feminist books. And shouting about the patriarchy. Oh, yes, yes. There's going to be some of that, I suspect. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, first things last, uh, Women Don't Owe You Pretty. What did we all think of it? Um, I really enjoyed it sort of in a, uh, in a quite surface level way. It's mm. <laughs> ironically for something called we don't know you pretty it's really pretty oh it's so pretty yeah it's such a nice looking book the illustrations are great um i particularly like the sort of standout quotes and stuff as you go mm. through it um i saw i don't want to steal anyone else's words on this one but i did see someone refer to it as a, a book that could have been a series of instagram posts yes it's very insta it's the whole thing is instagrammable the first yes. time i became aware of it was a promotion online which told you to go into independent bookstores and instagram a picture of you in front of the display of the book <laughs> and they were giving out a, a, a prize for it so it is very much a product of um of our time well yeah and, and florence is a uh, is a big instagrammer uh, oh god wow we suddenly oh sound... yeah she does the instagrams <laughs> yes uh, i think it's very important to point out at this point that i'm not convinced that we're the target audience no. for the book <laughs> we can't not <laughs> the the old women who can't work out how to use zoom properly yeah um and refer to it as the instagrams and have been feministing for 
quite some time. I don't think that this book was necessarily directed at us. No, I do think that uh, we are we are certainly slightly outside the target demographic. And um, yeah, having said that, we we I at least sort of felt that it was kind of an entry level feminist. It was kind of feminist one hundred and one. Yes, and, very uh, much. So. Yeah, it, it 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 felt like you know getting in on the ground floor for it. And uh, it, it is worth bearing in mind that uh, Florence Gibbon is twenty one. <laughs> she's a baby she's a fetus but you know what like the stuff that she says and so I kind of want to cage what I'm saying a little bit because um, it, it does fe feel very much like my first feminist book mm. which I don't think is a bad thing no like I, I, I I'm not in the place to need a book like that right now because mm -hmm. I've been yeah I've, I, I've been consumed feminist. a lot of yeah, feminist yes, products at this point <laughs> um, wait that's maybe not the word I'm looking for <laughs> oh, those, tasty, uh, those feminist products, products yeah. um, but people do need that oh, and yeah. I am amazed at how aware she is yes. at 21 I knew nothing at 21 I didn't know which way was up yeah so like you know I may I may say things like oh I actually think a lot of you know nothing in this book is new there's, there's you know it's quite uh, like say entry level but on the other hand like I was not that switched on when no, I was 21 I was not either and for people of 21 or, or younger than 21 if they're coming into this and this is their first feminist book it's going to be a great introduction for them. Mm -hmm. It's going to tell them. It's going to condense and give them a leaping off point for a lot of good stuff. We can't insist that everyone reads the second sex before they are considered. <laughs> some, um, some of us still might not have read the I second would sex. Like, I'd like to point out, I am the only person in the room. In fact, in our book group, I was going to say, in the room is not that impressive, no, Ricky. No, I suppose not. But in, in, I'm the only person within our feminist book group. And that is, you know, quite a hefty group of feminists. I read, like, a couple of chapters. I listened to the audiobook. <laughs> that counts as reading. It was 39 hours. Oh, my God. I, I probably have mentioned this before, but uh, yeah. 39, 39 hours. hours. When, when are you going to do your podcast on the second sex? What are we going to drink with that? <laughs> a really big <laughs> bottle of wine. Those, one of those, um, your friend who comes to the parties and brings those giant bottles of wine, <laughs> like novelty-sized bottles of wine. Oh, like the ones we used to launch ships. Ah, oh, yes. More importantly, though, where are you going to find someone else who's read it all? Yes. That's <laughs> going to be another question. But, hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, as kind of an entry-level thing, I, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good in its own way to be able to, to have these ideas mm -hmm. put forward and put forward in a really um, easy to digest way yeah I was going to say it's very palatable yes like, and it's uh, it's you know it's a good tactile book as well it's got the illustrations and it's a hefty weight you could you know really use it to beat the patriarchy yes there, couldn't you it's, it, 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 it feels good it's a good present for you know the budding, the budding the, feminists yes. in your life although one thing that I think got pointed out in our book group that I hadn't really considered is a, some of the ideas I felt were maybe a little hastily explained yes. or maybe not completely formed and because I had already been introduced to those ideas through other mediums yeah. I took what she was saying and translated in my head to what I thought all around the idea was yeah. um, whereas that might not be the case for, for everybody who doesn't have hasn't had a background of those other kind of books mm. um an example being i think we we talked about this one in our book group as well which was uh, at one point um florence is talking about the standards that we set for ourselves when it comes to having a partner mm. um and 
she's talking about how um, she couldn't be with anybody who wasn't a feminist, mm. which I think is a solid standard. Like I'm all I for mean, that. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's not ev- like that's not everyone's standard. Yeah. That's not everyone's deal breaker. Yeah. Um, and you have to find your own deal breakers. I was talking about this as well. I was saying, okay, look, my, me and my husband, we've been married 11 years last week. And happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Now, I don't like Aerosmith. I will not tolerate them in the house. <laughs> I am not. I am not a fan. I do not appreciate their work. And my husband goes out of his way to. He's he's learned how to play. Don't want to miss a thing on his guitar, purely so he can sit at the top of the stairs and serenade me <laughs> when I'm trying to have a bath. <laughs> And 11 years you 11 say 11 years 11 long years so I mean h- how much of a deal breaker is a deal breaker yes. I think it, you know if you're going into a first relationship and you're like no these are the standards I am absolutely not going to fall beneath <laughs> oh but he likes Aerosmith Ooh. I, I think though the, the, the standard of they need to be they need to be forward thinking in terms of their, their feminism and, yes. and that kind of standard I think is is important yes but I, I think what I was trying to get at is that the way she presented it was almost like she was saying never date somebody who's not a feminist yes whereas in in my head because I have digested this advice before about having your standards and keeping to your standards and not compromising or settling mm. um, for something which is not worth settling or compromising for I took that in the sort of spirit of this is her giving an example of hers so that was something we talked around in in feminist book group yeah um so yeah I wonder if like not having some of those ideas particularly fully formed might cause a little bit of confusion perhaps but and she extends it to uh you know you have to apply these standards to your friends as well which Mm. I thought was maybe a bit um you know talking about cutting out anyone from your life who is you know taking up what what the, how did she phrase it anyone who's like taking more from you than they're giving you and which is solid advice but the way she kind of phrased it in some instances yeah and again i think when i read that i like cushioned it with um like sort of supporting uh, ideas and information like don't take don't keep someone in your life who consistently does that yes who consistently takes more than they give but i think that you're always like everybody is going to have that time in their life where they are you know i'm gonna say it, a burden to their friends because yeah. i have certainly been a burden to my friends at times in my life you've been going through a very hard time yes. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has that time in their life and like but i don't think that's what she's talking about she's not saying oh when somebody needs you and they're leaning on you too hard just cut them out i think she's saying when it, you know it gets to that point where you feel like you can never lean back on them and they're just taking mm. and taking and taking but it's perhaps not fully laid out because yeah. it's a it's a very short concise book yes which is great which is great ways, yeah. but i do feel like some of the ideas aren't properly i would have out. liked to see more depth to it yes. i would have liked to see her doing a proper deep dig and uh you know and, and really ex- expounding a, a lot of these theories because i felt like it, it did skim over <laughs> quite a lot uh, there wasn't anything i necessarily disagreed with like that you don't look at anything and say no that's wrong Hmm. go away oh except the bit about where you should take a mirror and look at your foof I'm pretty sure someone told me to do that like it was in fried green tomatoes it was at least 20 years (laughs) 30 years ago that I first heard this idea and I was like no so for the (laughs) 
for the record, Reiki has publicly said Yay. on a podcast that's broadcast all over the world that she has never looked at her food in a mirror. And I don't really intend to. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, I've never really properly looked at my elbows. <laughs> they're just, they're there, they function. I'm, I, I get her point about reclaiming your body and liking mm. all the parts of it. But I don't sure you know, I need a 21-year-old Telling me. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think that's where I think it comes into it that we're not necessarily the audience. Oh, yeah. Because, um, so what? We're, we're early 30s and early 40s. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Um, but like. Very early 40s. Very early 30s. <laughs> it's. <laughs> It took me a while to become confident and comfortable yes. with my body. Mm-hmm. And I don't think at 21 I would have been like, oh, no. I'm going to look at my food with a mirror. Because, the, and obviously it's different for the people coming up behind us. But, yes. um, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, as it were. <laughs> as it were. But I think that there is still a lot of shame yes. around the female body. Oh, so yeah, for somebody to be saying, have a look at yourself, have a poke around. Yes. Do what you like. Although it might not be the advice that we right now necessarily need to take, that's solid advice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think that I, I felt there was, there was a certain amount of uh, this is the correct way to do things going on mm. in the book. This is how you should do things in order to get there rather than uh, a, a bit more inclusivity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and saying you know there, there's all kinds of ways to be a feminist and uh you know not necessarily my way is the best way but yeah. I... although having said that actually one idea that um i hadn't come across before mm. i suppose I, I had come across it in experience but not necessarily seen it written down in mm. in such a digestible way was the idea of pretty privilege yes um i thought it was very interesting um this idea of something as simple as whether you shave your legs. Yeah. And how so, um, s- some women, well, all women have the choice of whether to shave their legs, mm. but you have certain privileges afforded to you by certain things about whether you're thin, whether you're white, whether you're um, conventionally attractive, which give you a bit more leeway Yes. in the ways to explore. So for example, if you are a white blonde woman, not shaving your legs is not so much of a thing because like they're, they're, it's quite pale hair anyway mm-hmm. you know like people aren't necessarily looking at your legs if you've got like a really lovely face going on <laughs> you are not gesturing at your face right there <laughs> you know <laughs> my, uh... check out my face lads <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so I, I think the book I thought the that idea actually presented mm. was um, something I hadn't properly thought about and it took away um, some of the the feminist guilt. I don't know if you get this. Oh yeah, yeah. The feminist guilt, where it's like, you know, I'm I'm shaving my legs one day, and I'm like, oh, why am I shaving my legs? I'm such a bad feminist. But but then it's you know it's talking about how sometimes you adhere to the standards that have been set for us by society because it makes life easier. Yes. And um, I did feel like it was that that was a good solid thing to, to see in that book. And yeah. It was something that hadn't been presented to me in that manner before. Yeah, there were there were some very good you know, points. Talking about um, shaving the legs when she's talking about uh, the issues that transgender people face, mm. for example. Because if you if you if you're a transgender woman and you go out without shaving your legs, well, you're not passing yes and that uh, things you up might not have heard the really intentional <laughs> bunny, bunny ears around that you are doing the bunny ears even though we are very much on a podcast yes and there is no passing. Bu- in a podcast 
So Instagram. Um, <laughs> Influence. <laughs> On that subject, though, I, you probably haven't ordered your notes. I'm sorry to segue. It's, it's bit. fine. We've got plenty to talk about in the second half. Now. Oh, it's great. great. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I was going to say, she, so um, Florence does do a really good job of talking about um, the different privileges that are afforded to certain people and also the um, struggles that are faced by other groups. Yes. Um, but one thing that does seem lacking slightly is she's very good at acknowledging I am very privileged in these ways. Yes. But it would have been perhaps useful to, when she's talking about the issues faced by people in the trans community, mm -hmm. to have had somebody from yes. the trans community to speak on that issue. Or uh, when talking about issues in uh, with for women of colour, yes. people of colour, to have somebody from that community speaking as well. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just all... Oh. Or the Florence show. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I think we're going to get into that in the second half because it's time to take a break. And I think that is something that we do need to dig into in part two. Who Enjoy the break. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that break. As always, we are not sponsored. But if you do want to bribe us with books or wine or books about wine or anything else we will happily <laughs> plug your company sell your products whatever you want from us we're happy to chill <laughs> <laughs> i maybe described this wrong but you know <laughs> let it be known that the podcast host speaks for herself <laughs> if you're on my podcast you play by my rules my, oh, no. rules, my rules are you have to promote <coughs> the product that uh we are paid to plug. okay okay yeah I should really look into getting some like advertising. Oh, we've got loads of friends who have stuff to promote. You can promote my travel business. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Jenny is a travel agent. I mean, maybe not right now. Maybe not at this right say. I'll give I'll give you a shout out at the end. Okay, <laughs> yeah, or in a couple of months time. Yes, when, when you know people when are booking their holidays. Yeah, when again. travel is uh, a viable option. Again. <laughs> yeah. I just want to check if our Republican listeners are still with us. Are because, you still with us? Or? Uh, we we did ask everybody to take a look at their foofs with a mirror, <laughs> yeah. and I wondered if that might be the point when they drop the. Uh, you know, yeah, if you're out there listening in uh, Republican land, uh, maybe, you know, get a mirror and check your foofs, see how they're doing. <laughs> Just check in, check in with, uh, with your undercarriage. Does this apply to boys as well? Do, do, should you ever get like a, uh, get a well, mirror and have a look at your gooch? Well, I think the idea, the idea behind the whole like women should have a look at their foof with a mirror is that men are, or boys are encouraged to have a fertile around down there and, and don't see what's worry, going on. It's perfectly natural. You're going to you're going to have strange feelings and you should you know blah blah blah. And hmm. obviously, um, male arousal and masturbation is so much more obvious and you know and talked about and normalized as yes. well if, if someone it was i can't remember who was talking about this on twitter but they were saying about uh kids in high school if you're talking about boys having a quick you know some private time a five finger shuffle <laughs> then <laughs> how are we doing listeners you still are with you? Us? then you know it everyone has a good laugh about it if a girl happens to mention that they've been playing the archers tune then it's i have never heard that phrase <laughs> I... did it did it did it oh my <laughs> god i love it it's not this is not my phrase someone said it to me and... it's beautiful yeah okay. it is not beautiful it's horrendous this is awful <laughs> so have oh, we still got the pg rating on this oh yeah <laughs> good point i might have to put content uh, no anyway, actually yeah. no i would argue that talking about sexuality masturbation and anything like that should be for you know 
it's not a shameful thing we're not just talking about hum human, human bodies. bodies and if you if you want to you know have a look at your foof or if you want to do anything else as long as you don't do it in the street and scare the horses and i've absolutely sworn on this podcast before so we've I'm probably sure lost the pg rating <laughs> when if i upload it it asks me is there any questionable content it's on all here? questionable all questionable sorry all spotify yeah, sorry sorry um so what were we going to do? Oh, we were going to open some wine. That's what we were going to do. Oh, yes. It's it, time to taste some wine. Yes, you may have uh, guessed, but we have opened some wine already. So we're cheating a little Shh, bit. So because this is kind of uh, a feminist 101 book and a good introduction, we thought we'd try some wines that are a good baseline introduction to wine. The sort of things that you might try when you're 17 and... Oops, technical glitch there. You might not have noticed. The recording went off. It's fine. It's fine. All is under control. Uh, so, yeah, I was saying uh, we got some wines that uh, you might try as uh, my first wine when mm -hmm. you're 17 and you're, you know, you're feeling sophisticated, want to show off at a dinner party. So you bring along a bottle of our Echo Falls Merlot. Way! And why not? And it's... you know what? This does look very nice. It looks a lot posher than what I would think Echo Falls but like the the label is so pretty it's like really purpley with little gold bits yeah yeah so like, it's it's hitting its target demographic nicely yes just like this book wonderful it's, it's perfectly marketed and very instagrammable um and i don't know is it time to confess that i have actually been very easily quaffing this yes we have the been entirety of this podcast. yeah and it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a California Merlot, it's Echo Falls, and nothing against Echo Falls, I'm sure there's people out there who enjoy it, but I have not had great experience with it, so this is actually quite a... I'm having a lovely yeah, time, yeah, this is, is so easy to drink, mm. and you know, I do feel like anybody at all wine snooty listening to this podcast is going to immediately turn off, but do you know what? I was, we were just chatting away, and I wanted an easy wine which didn't make me question my very existence and um this i think this really is what it is and the bill. and in fact that really fits the book Ooh. very well it's super easy to read i blasted through it in like two days oh god i don't think it even took me two days yes but you always read it the day before that's <laughs> true <laughs> this is like your mo yeah it? yeah i mean i was ready to stay up till two in the morning reading it and it was like oh it's 10 p.m okay oh, well, bedtime <laughs> yeah so um yeah, it's, it's super easy to read. It's easily digestible. It's fun. It's fruity. This is a good match. Yeah, yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. And it's um, it's it's beautiful. It's a really nice looking book. It's a gorgeous book. Yeah. I love the illustrations. She is talented. There's mm -hmm. no, there's no question of that. And she's, she is so together for someone her age. I know. I think the, a, a certain amount of what we're saying comes out of jealousy. Yes, it? I think yeah. it does actually. Yeah, we're like, we have, oh we have my god, like she doesn't have any new ideas. <laughs> remember what I yeah actually I can completely remember I've got a photo of me at 21 dressed as half of Team Rocket oh that's yeah that's what I was doing at age 21 <laughs> I would argue that that's very together yeah it was certainly a, it was certainly a thing it's certainly something that happened that's but, true yeah do you know what I I would like to go back in um go back in time and give a copy of this book to my younger yes. self absolutely yeah and um we were saying you know what difference would it have made if you had encountered this at age 18 mm -hmm. say or even you know like 16 
Well, you know, I was thinking actually because you know when we talk about the standards and the deal breakers, what we were mm. talking about before, it actually really reminds me of um, the book He's Just Not That Into You. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I read at age... 2021 20, I and think and you've been banging on about it ever since I know and <laughs> do you know what now I think about it there's there's not really that many new ideas in that book but it was the first thing I read yeah and when it hits you at exactly and it, the and, right time and it and was the... like being whacked on the side of a head with a with a baseball bat and being like oh why am I constantly changing who I am and what I'm doing for other people mm. um, and I feel like this book would have that same effect yeah if, if, uh, I've been um, <laughs> when uh, I read this book at Christmas so that was a while ago and I've completely <laughs> forgotten most of the salient points about it so uh, I immediately you know went on YouTube this afternoon and <laughs> watched some reviews of it just to familiarise myself and it's just listening to young people talk about this and how much it's going to change their lives it's you know even, even allowing for internet hyperbole it's mm. Yeah, I think it it's, really it really has struck a uh, struck a chord. Thank you. I was going to say nerve. That's what. No, it struck, struck a chord a, really with has. with, and I don't necessarily think. Uh, to be clear, I don't think it's an age thing. We're talking about an age thing because of where we are in our lives yes. now. But I certainly think there's people around about people I know around about my age where I yes. would be like, oh my goodness, read this book. Yeah. And um and do you know what? Like I've actually been recommending it to a few men. Yes, it's a good introduction for men as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like here, read this book. It explains it, and yes. it's easy to digest, and it's not judgy, and you know, yeah, yeah. It it, it has a it has a lot of good advice for you know everyone, not mm. not just for for any feminists, regardless of gender. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Shall we try the next uh, Baroness Basic uh, wine? We've got. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, Florence does not deserve to be no, called Baroness no, Basic. Not, no, that was mean. That was unnecessary, is what it was. Uh, this wine, however, maybe. <laughs> this wine maybe should be. Yes. It's, uh, I've got a, a Blossom Hill. It's soft and fruity, and it doesn't. it's just red. It's red. Oh, wine. It's, oh it's wonderful. It's not even a, a particular type of grape. Uh, so once again oh it's another Californian one mm. once again um, a Blossom Hill I'm sure people love it people drink it it's very popular but it's it hasn't have got a cork it's just got <laughs> it's but, an it's it's entry level it's beginner's entry wine beginner's wine my first wine I feel like Blossom Hill might have been one of my first wines it does sound likely doesn't it one of my first wines was Buckfast that's not a wine it isn't a wine it was shelved under wine and it was suspiciously cheap <laughs> Do you remember in the convenience shop on oh, no. where, you know, they would have a very they would have the Blossom Hill and the Echo Falls and then occasionally they would have this absolute vintage bottle mm. that was dusty and had obviously fallen off the back of a lorry and was like a fiver. How is that? How how is sweet? It's quite sweet. Yes. Mmm. Although, again, it's not as awful as I was expecting. No. And I think maybe what we need to accept from this, Reiki, is that we want to think... Yes, we have prejudices. Yes, we want to think that we are fancy and we like the finer things. And actually, we don't need the uh, base level entry, but actually we really enjoy it. Yeah. Do you know what else I think we're, we're suffering from? I think we have a lot of privilege. I think mm. we... Are, we are in a position where it's like oh I'm going to just casually drop 12 quid on a bottle of wine 
Yeah. Whereas, you know, that's that's not something everyone does. <laughs> one that everyone has the privilege of doing. And I think actually that does translate to our reading of the book as well. Mm. Um, we have had uh, the luxury of growing up in an environment where, um, for anybody listening to the podcast who doesn't know me and Reiki are sisters. Yup. Um, explains why we sound exactly the same. Yes, I'm sorry, this must be very confusing. <laughs> um, we've had the luxury of growing up in the sort of environment which has, on the whole, nurtured um, a sense of independence, yep. of feminism, and mm. again, not everybody has that luxury. And mm. for some people, you may just be introduced to the ideas of what it means to be a feminist and what it means to embrace yourself at the age of 30 or yes. 40. Yeah. And that's great. Whenever you come to it, yeah. that's perfect. I mean, something that really shocked me reading the book was uh, that I didn't realise how pervasive the culture of pretty really is. Mm. I never wear makeup and I've never particularly felt societal pressure to look pretty. I'm incredibly privileged like that. But... I've never really felt that sort of influence on me. Like, oh, I must make myself look pretty for other people. I've n never got that. It seems a bit confusing. To me. <laughs> I don't know if that's just... In fact, I'm sure it's just me, but I'm also, you know, exceptionally privileged. So it was really uh, an eye-opener to read this and realise, oh my God, people are genuinely struggling yeah, with these I've, things. To, to be honest, it... Um... It always has impressed me, actually, that you don't feel that urge. <laughs> is that the word terminology I'm looking for? That feels like that. a real backhanded compliment. No, I'll, I'll you know, accept it really impresses me that you don't feel the need to be pretty. Really. Yeah, you just, you just feel comfortable just slumming it in whatever yeah, you happen so... to go. It's so refreshing <laughs> when you're happy to go out to oh shots in your slippers. I wish I had your bravery. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh but, my god! But yeah, I think but yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly what what it is. I, yeah, I, I, I think it, I I've I've always sort of felt that pressure, but I also then haven't necessarily always worked in fields where I have particularly needed to bend to that pressure. Yes, I've always worked in uh, like a profession where it's been dominated by women. I can't think of any job I've ever had where there was more than two men oh, in wow. the office yeah two was the absolute maximum and one of them was so young but we all all mothered him <laughs> oh my god he was i mean i'm sure that's heart. a whole different problem yes that was an entirely different project problem not a project he was not a project <laughs> i'm so sorry everyone i shouldn't have made her drink the first bottle of wine <laughs> while we were recording it seemed like a great idea now what is our next um, our next bunny one. ears wine it is a wine it says wine on it okay I thought we'd go absolutely back to being uh, 16 years old and getting the most bang for your buck in terms of this. I have got us a bottle of Lambrini. <laughs> now, I do remember drinking Lambrini enthusiastically at the um, age of, I think, 15 it would have been. Um, and it was a game changer. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, and I think it's maligned, I think. I have drunk it, uh, you know, since being a grown-up as well, and it's cheap, it's cheap as chips, and it's in, it comes in a massive bottle, mm -hmm. so you have to drink a lot of liquid to get where you... I'm using two hands to pour a glass of wine. 
Like I'm a borrower. There we go. <laughs> what, what percentage is Lamborghini? It's um, 6%. Oh, right. Okay, that'd yeah. be why it comes in such a big, big bottle. bottle. It's so cheap. But yeah, so it's like half the, the um, alcohol content of normal wine, but it's 1.5 times the size and half the price. Oh my God, that's not as bad as I remember. You see, it's not that bad. Oh, is the lesson here that I need to be less judgy? I think the lesson <gasps> to all of us have we learned. We, we have, have learned to we be have less learned. judgy. <laughs> we have been edumacated. Oh my God. Give us a try. Oh yeah, it's okay, isn't it? If you had a glass of that at a wedding reception, you'd think, oh yeah, that's all right. Oh my it? God. It's I think ancient. I need to question everything I've it's, ever learned. It's like tasty Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> no one is going to listen to this podcast anymore. <laughs> we've we've alienated, you've alienated the Republicans. <laughs> you've alienated the wine drinkers. We did that on episode two, where instead of having actual wine, I made cheeky Vintos. Oh, I am. For, okay. For this is how you lose your time anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, have, we do not have any credibility. No, that is true. Um... But yeah, I have uh, surprisingly enjoyed all of our, again, quote, basic yeah. wines. They are good. And just because something's entry level doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Oh, we need to talk about the controversy online about yes. uh, about women don't owe you pretty and um, What a Time to Be Alone by Chidera Aguirre. Yes, who's a slum flower on Instagram and uh, the founder of the hashtag saggy boobs. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I thought in absolute fairness, what I should do is uh, after I read Women Don't Know You Pretty, I bought uh, What A Time To Be Alone. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it on exactly the same yeah. level. And I think I, I have not read it, but looking at it from a completely superficial point of view, which is what I'm going to do, because yes. I am also <laughs> hashtag basic, is that it's it's coming from a very similar point of view it's uh she's a similar age to florence given mm -hmm. and she's uh, writing about similar subjects she's an instagrammer as well i believe they have the same manager agent as well yes yeah, yeah i believe and, the same agent yeah so and i think is it the same publishing house even which it's could probably possible I've, obviously again, the, I the I key difference is that um yes. slum flower as that's her instagram name yes um is a, a person, person of color. color yes so that is the key difference there and when um florence given is talking about the shoulders of people she's standing on and all of the people who have contributed to her views a lot of the time she is talking about people of color mm -hmm. and i think this was not wishing to dwell too much on the controversy surrounding it we're not going to get into who's been borrowing whose ideas <laughs> but it it it's it seems to me like something that florence could have done florence my friend florence could have done my mate Flo. yeah yeah could have done is you know a, a, like you were saying bring people into the project and mm -hmm. when she's talking about uplifting other voices Maybe uplift them. Maybe uplift them. She didn't really seem to bring other people into it and say, hey, if you want to know more on the subject, you should read this, or here's an, a bit from this book, or this she is... She did do a bit of, like, you should you should follow people of colour on Instagram. You should, And she did name drop yes. as well. Um, so Slumflower was name dropped um, mm. quite a few times. Yes. Um, but I do feel like there could have been a little bit more. Yes. Of that, a bit more collaboration, yes. maybe. Um, on the other hand, I do feel like... So, um, uh, Chidere's argument is that um, Florence has stolen a lot of her ideas, her intellectual property. 
but I I struggle to see how that could be the case because none of it particularly is new. Yes. And I think it's all solid stuff. It I is feel solid like it's, stuff. It's and it's well presented and yeah. it's broken down into arguments that are you know easily succinct, succinct digestible, Instagrammable. Instagrammable, very much aimed at a target audience. But I feel like you might as well have Simone Beauvoir arguing that they've stolen her ideas. Yes. It, it this is just information. Yes. That is available in the feminist movement mm. and I'm really happy that people are packaging it in a way that is accessible to the next generation of feminists. Yes. But I don't necessarily think any of them are stealing each other's ideas. No. I and feel like they could have I, I feel like they could have um collaborated more. And yes. I, I do think, you know, she she um Florence given talks so much about how you should respect other women artists mm. and uplift them and you know just she she has she, she admits that she has privilege she has mm-hmm. white privilege pretty privilege all the rest of it so it feels like she should be able to use that privilege in a better way yes use that privilege to give other people an avenue yes although i do appreciate that because the thing is people generally listen to somebody that they perceive to be like them mm. So a pretty, white, thin, cisgender girl talking about, I shouldn't say girl, sorry, lady, talking about um, feminism and how important it is to um, observe your privilege and try and counteract it and to uplift other people. I feel like that is really important. Um, But I do think that she could do a bit more. Yeah. I think yeah that's the general theme for the whole book we enjoyed it we enjoyed what it did I would have liked to see it more in depth but there's a there's a a fine line isn't it between you know doing getting a bit more in depth and having you know a list of resources and citing your references Mm. and stuff which I also love I love well and something that you mentioned notes something you mentioned before Reiki when we were (laughs) off podcast podcast. um (laughs) was whether Florence Given would maybe do another book Mm. later and um because Caitlin Moran has revisited how to be a woman yes exactly and so what's it called how I was a woman how Oh god! I, this is where. Oh I no! Am. Don't don't show that you don't know it. I don't like... know anything. <laughs> um, we have covered this. I oh never no. do any research. But... I'm terrible. <laughs> I mispronounce <laughs> everyone's names as well. Uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh yeah. Uh, if we've got like one person, <laughs> if we've got a beginner's guide to feminism, mm. um, I, I would like to in the future see a sequel, which is like so. You enjoyed that bout of feminism. Here's a little bit more. Yeah, and I'd like to see what she comes up with in the future. Again, if if she like in twenty years time revisits this and looks back on this is what I was like at twenty one. Mm. How am I going to be as a forty year old feminist? And well, I'd be really interested in uh, seeing how her views have changed and whether she looks back on like. Oh my god, I was such a yeah. <laughs> I was but such I mean, a so and so. I don't. I disagree with my entire attitude. Or I'm not saying she should or she will. <laughs> but um, like, if if I look at how I was ten years ago, that's twenty two. Um, stop if, rubbing it in. If I look at how I was ten years ago and how I am now, I'm extremely different. Um, but I was nowhere near the stage Florence is at yes. currently. Mm. So where she will be in 10 years' time, I'm very interested to see. Yeah. 
Cheers, one to watch. Yes, exactly. So, um, given our surprising uh, in uh, wine choices, what do you reckon is the best wine to be paired with this book? I am absolutely going for the Echo Falls, the one that we've been um, knocking back. Um, because I think that it's it's not doing anything particularly out of the box it's not doing anything crazy but I'm really enjoying it I would give it to anybody who wasn't sure if they liked wine or not that's a good point um, as, a, as a tasting idea and I am happy to drink it all night long. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't immediately drink. You wouldn't immediately jump to a ten-year-old Burgundy if you no, were they introducing were, yeah. wine to someone for the first time. Mm. Yeah. So in the same way, I think this is a, a, a fine introduction to wine, and I think "Women Don't Owe You Pretty" is a fine introduction to feminism. Yeah. And a great title. It is. Yes, it is. It's and a it's, great title. It's a great title. It looks great. It's you know hitting all the boxes isn't it yeah yeah so thank you very much for coming on our podcast would you like to plug anything <laughs> oh okay i mean should, should i should i plug my travel agent business? i think you should go oh ahead my goodness. okay so uh my name is jenny elliott uh so you can find me jenny elliott at hayes travel um i am a travel agent based on the isle of man but i can do travel for people all over the world uh, we're not traveling very much at the moment but when you do travel again um you'll be wanting to book with a travel agent because i can make sure that it is it is stress and worry free and uh very importantly financially protected ching ching Woo. thank you while we're plugging stuff i also have a book out <gasps> I, which i should probably have mentioned like at least once or twice before now yeah are we on like episode eight yeah sounds about <laughs> right doesn't it <laughs> So I write under the name Rachel Bennett. Uh, my latest book, Little Girls Tell Tales, is out now on Kindle or order from your independent bookshop. I'll put a link. I'll put a link to my business and Jenny's business, all of our businesses, in the show notes. <laughs> Please get all up in our business. All up in our businesses. I'll also provide links to all the wines if you want to drink along at home. <laughs> and thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next time. When what the heck are we reading next time? <laughs> We're reading. No, don't worry. Just don't say anything. We'll sound uninformed. It's fine. fine. It'll be a surprise. It's a surprise. We're reading a work in translation. Yes. I remember that. We're having translation month. (laughs) (laughs) Quick. Say goodbye before they they notice that we're frauds. Okay. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.